Welcome to Sue Watches Buffy, a podcast where I am watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel for the first time, while my sister Emily guides me through. Today we are covering a couple of Buffy Season 6 episodes, we're Hell's Bells and Normal Again. I'm Sue. And I'm Em. I'm supposed to be best man. Shouldn't I be all Melena Dietrichy and a dashing tuxedo number? No. Oh. So it would be totally unfair. We must share equally in the cosmic joke that is bridesmaidsdom. Oh. Uh, well, maybe if I ask Anya, I can still go with the traditional blood larva and burlap. Do you think Xander will like it? Oh, I want to see Xander now. You can't. It's bad luck for the groom to see the bride in her dress, remember? Right. I can't keep all these ridiculous traditions straight. Well, what if I'm not wearing my dress when I see him? Okay, no sex. Cuddling? It's just I'm so excited and I want to share it all with my best friend. I get to be with my best friend forever. this time yeah um and if you want to fit in those three angels <laughs> <laughs> sue went ahead and watched the three <laughs> angel episodes i gave her and after her warnings and i was like i'm patient i don't mind <laughs> she minds <laughs> well <laughs> I guess I wasn't expecting it to be quite the cliffhanger. <laughs> I was like, oh, we'll think that someone's dead, and they're really not. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep, I've been doing my best to shish those out of my head all week. <laughs> you don't think he's dead, though, right? No. Wesley? Yeah. No, just when we were talking about it before I'd seen him, I was like, oh, it's probably one of those cliffhangers oh. where I think one of the characters is dead, you know, and it's going to be like, oh, I wonder if they're dead. Well, because there's one episode you watched where you could end that episode. And I'm like, did you not watch them all? Maybe you thought you watched them all and you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, I just wasn't expecting what happened to happen. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it next podcast, <laughs> but I told you there's a uh, 
like my most disturbing, upsetting <laughs> scene in all of the Buffy verse. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, is it? Okay. Boy, that first time watching that, I couldn't just, I couldn't wrap my mind around what just happened. It really just totally upset me. Yeah, I, I watched it, turned it off and went, huh. (laughs) 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 What was that? (laughs) Yeah, that just really upsetting and shocking. (laughs) It was. Yeah, it I did not see that coming. You know, there's things that make me sadder. There's there's lots of emotions and lots of upsetting and whatever, but mm-hmm. there was something about the shock of that one that just, I call my biggest shock, I think. Biggest shock and upset. Interesting. So, okay, anyway, we'll All talk right. about those next time. Next week. <laughs> so. This week had some episodes yep we only did two and we're only going to do two next time we're this is just the way we needed to do this season ending it (laughs) but that's all right is there only four left no i believe we're gonna do two and And then then three three. Mm -hmm. okay gotcha it'll be like the you know how the end can be like a continuation. Right, right, gotcha. <laughs> okay. Kind of. I, I thought it'd be fun for you to just sit and end the sh- end the season in one sitting or something. Because yep. you'll probably want to. No, <laughs> I don't want to spoil you, but <laughs> it'll just be one of those moments where you're not gonna want to stop. Mm. You won't want to stop after the last episode of this, but you're gonna have to. <laughs> 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 Fine. All right. Um oh, we have some feedback. We do. No cat script. I haven't even I've totally forgotten about cat script to be honest. <laughs> so I haven't been giving cat reminders or anything. Oh. Well, we'll see if we can drum up some cat script sometime soon maybe maybe for the next recording yeah i'm sure she's been busy too (laughs) yeah but with the skate park open it should have slowed down for her i would think yeah so preoccupied is more like it right so maybe still watching lost (laughs) (laughs) maybe We'll give her a little lost hiatus to finish that up. (laughs) We all know how that is. (laughs) Even though she's seen it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. Well, we have feedback from Harold and from Val. All right. So Harold says, I have mixed feelings about season six and these two episodes encapsulate it. One of them is one of my favorites of the season. The other one is one of my least favorites. But both of them feel a little off, like they came into a new showrunner, which I suppose was at least partly true, or partially true. Did they have a new showrunner then, for this season or something? Yeah, Joss couldn't do it with his other thing, so Marty Uh, Nelson is the showrunner. Oh, okay. 
But she'd been on the show the whole time, right? Sure. Okay. Or most of it, at least. She was a seasoned writer. Right. Just a new showrunner. He says, what are my problems with Hell's Bells? Let me count the ways. <laughs> or let me try to count the ways. One. I had been waiting for six seasons to see the oft-mentioned Harris family, especially the dad and Uncle Rory. Maybe it was too much anticipation, but there was nothing interesting about them. Yes, we know that the dad is a mean drunk, and the Uncle Rory has had multiple DUIs, but the performances were too broad and TV-ish and not convincing as the type of people that would leave Xander so psychologically damaged. I feel the exact same way. Yeah, it's... That was one of my dislikes. I was like, I was totally expecting more from Xander's parents. They seemed just normal, drunk a-holes. Yeah, I think the mom did all right. She kind of did that guilt trip and... I, I didn't really have any complaints um, about the mom, but and Uncle Rory, not really. I mean, he was broad, and but I kind of expected someone like Uncle Rory to be broad, but they could have done something really interesting with Sanders' dad. Yeah, I think I was just, they were just kind of boring to me. I, I, I don't know what I was expecting, but they... They didn't look at all what I was expecting. I thought they were going to be like these horrible looking, just white trash, horrible <laughs> people. And they were like kind of decent looking. And, you yeah. know, it's like I was not expecting this. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says, too, it almost always feels wrong when a Buffy episode is mostly set during the daytime. <laughs> Three, I don't like seeing demons casually mixing with humans. In fact, I don't like that they gave this m much screen time to demons. They usually look cheesy, but you can excuse it because they are normally on screen for only a few minutes for a chase or fight scene. It also strains credulity that anyone would accept them as circus folk, even if many of them were drunk most of the time. Yeah, that was kind of dumb. Yeah, that's... I don't mind... Yeah, I don't. I don't mind them mixing casually with humans. I think it happens in Angels, you know. And yeah. I think I think Sunnydale's at kind of a place right now where it's okay. But to do the circus folk excuse and playing it off the way they did didn't work real well. No. But if they would have just I don't know. I don't mind the residents of Sunnydale having a casual acquaintance with demons at this point. Just no. being like not batting much of an eye. Most of them have seen some stuff. <laughs> um, but there were people from out of town. I don't know. It. I didn't think Anya needed so many demony looking people. Yeah. It's like where that's more my question. Where did these people come from? I mean, Dehoffrin, yes. Right, Dehoffrin made sense. But these are and... people we've never heard of. I think it was just done for fun and that bugs me cuz I don't think she knew all these weird demon-looking people. That just came I, out of nowhere and I, they didn't mean anything to us. No. And I I just I don't get the idea that all the demons hang out together. And support each other like that either. Right, yeah. So. 
Yeah, I thought that that was kind of weird to me too. Before before Anya was a human and mortal, she was just a vengeance demon. That you know, and Halfrek, she's another one that could be there. Mm-hmm. It's I just I don't get this feeling that she had this rich life and all these relationships with all these different demony people. <laughs> yep, I agree. So <laughs> it, it was unnecessary. They could have just had like De Hoffren there and had people like, what the deal is that? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like, he's in a play that starts right after the wedding. He's in makeup. <laughs> right. And that would have worked great. That would have worked a lot better. But I think they wanted, I don't know, I didn't need to see Xander's dad be all drunk and belligerent about weirdos. I don't know. Squid boy and yeah. yeah. Although I, I like the way that guy acted. I did too. <laughs> I I did like that the demons were like the more, um, had like the social graces. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was very buffy. And, <laughs> and the humans were the problem. <laughs> right. Um. Okay. So four. While I can see that Xander has been lukewarm at best about the marriage all season, and as Anya surmised in the gift, he only proposed because it was the end of the world, I still don't believe that he would just walk out on a wedding and leave Anya there at the altar. He has shown many times over that he can be courageous, especially when it comes to his friends, that he is loyal, and that he has a lot of heart. I think he would have gone ahead with the marriage and just worked harder than ever before to make it work. Yeah, I... I was very surprised that he left the way he did. I was too, but I don't seem to have as big of a problem believing that Xander would do that as everybody else. I I know he's courageous and he's done awesome things, but they've really foreshadowed him being freaked out and mm-hmm. getting cold feet on the day of the wedding is a trope. I mean, <laughs> they usually end up, you know, especially on TV shows, they end up going through with it. But I I think in real life, it's it's just nothing's more real, I think, than about to get on that altar and marry someone, especially when you have a few doubts. Right. Which he did. I mean, they yeah, they have been playing that all along. And I like how in Normal Again he comes back saying, man, I messed up so bad. You know? Yeah. And it looks like he regretted it the moment he did it. And it, it's, it's a little weak, I guess, that it was... Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's weak. I the, think... the reason he did it, like, that he saw what it could have been and then found out it was fake, but it still affected him enough. He, I think he is... Xander is very emotionally scarred <laughs> by his upbringing. Right. Well, he sees his dad, like, yelling at his mom. I mean, and and you get that. He doesn't want to end up like his mom and dad. Right. And, you... and he sees this thing. I think... The thing that I thought was weird about it is that he came back and then broke it off. If he would have stayed gone, yeah, it would have made more sense. That would have made more sense. But I think they did that to just play us because you totally, I'm, yeah. he looks like he's, you know, come back. 
Right. And so I think that was a play to the audience just to pull at our heartstrings or whatever. Yeah. And twist it to up. To give us the Anya begging him scene. That was heartbreaking. Oh, man. Oh. That was very sad. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just her, like, almost pleading with him, you know? Yeah. Just. Oh, well, her oh. vow times are just heartbreaking. <laughs> Did you watch it twice? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Watching it when you know how it ends up. Is, I know. It's so horrible. And she was so excited. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I love it when she's like, and I promise to have sex with you whenever I want. <laughs> whenever I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, okay, he says, what I did like, I liked how in the phony vision, Xander seems more crushed by the death of Buffy than by his back injury or what. Or that he was cuckolded by a demon and he is raising its daughter. <laughs> that rings true. I also love Anya's giddy excitement at the prospect of marrying her best friend. Oh, that was so cute. <laughs> Yay! I know. <laughs> she just like does this little clap, excited clap. <laughs> I want to see him right now. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. It really is. <laughs> But I think it lends itself for some good stuff ahead. That's the thing. It's like, hmm. Because as Harold says now, okay, there's a good chance that Anya has returned to vengeance demoning. I kind of hope she does. <laughs> I know. You've been talking about that. <laughs> he says, so, Sue, last chance to predict the season's big bad. <laughs> Here are some choices. Warren, with or without the rest of the trio, Spike, Willow, Anya, Sander, Amy, or Rack. <laughs> <laughs> nice of you to throw Rack in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten about him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm still going Warren. Okay. But I think there's some... Yeah, I think... People on Team Xander are going to be pretty sad because I think Anya's got some vengeance to do. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like how Xander's a choice to be the big bad. <laughs> <laughs> For leaving Anya at the altar, that does it. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess uh, Anya could add vengeance on him and. Turn him into. There you go. That turns <laughs> right. into the big bad then. Because <laughs> Anya could really, if she becomes a vengeance demon again, and if she really wanted, because this time it's personal, it's her vengeance, you know? Yeah. Before she didn't have a, you know, a dog in the fight. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think Xander's going to be reading spreadsheets. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I we'll see. <laughs> so you're still predicting Warren, huh? Yeah. I think so. Alright. Warren and Andrew, because now that I've seen, you know, normal again. All right. 
Andrew has definitely teamed up. You know, he's on Warren's side. Jonathan still seems kind of like, guys, guys, what are we doing? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Can we just go back to playing Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, he says, I think Normal Again is among the top three or four episodes remaining in the series. But it still doesn't feel quite like Buffy. I think this is the only credited script for this writer, although I have read some speculation that that since he was Joss Whedon's assistant, it may have been heavily rewritten or supervised by Joss. Hmm. I didn't oh. know that was his assistant. Hmm. I do like how they commit to selling the sanitarium version of Buffy as being the actual Buffy, including giving that version of Buffy the final scene and making it look like she lost her grip on reality and gave into her fantasy world. I also like how perfectly things are explained by her mental condition. Her death in time in heaven is explained as a return to sanity. The introduction of Dawn has done permanent damage to her fantasy world, so that now she fights nerds instead of gods and monsters. We also know that Buffy's desire to be with both her mother and father and have them together again as a family is a very strong pull for her, and it's probably the most tempting thing that could get her to give in to the demon's toxin. I also like that she uses the idea that her life is a fantasy as yet another excuse to explain away her relationship with Spike. <laughs> yeah, very interesting episode. Yeah. Yeah, I love Normal again. And it's a, it's a little... Did you catch the controversy <laughs> at the end? The... Having that be the last scene? Of her, like, just kind of going catatonic. Yeah, and it ends it in the sanatorium, not the... Right, right. Yeah, I caught that. And, I don't know, I I think that's really kind of cool. <laughs> Me too, I love it. <laughs> to think about, like, wow. Because yeah, one of my notes in this is like, you know, when the doctor explains it, it kind of makes... It does sound crazy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> And it just is very, I mean, you can see someone who does have, like, that schizophrenia that causes, like, the delusions of grandeur and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, this is probably what it's really like. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, really. It's a really interesting episode. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I really liked seeing her struggle between the two worlds and you know there's that scene where she's sitting on the couch looking at that picture of you know her when she was you know probably five or six with her mom and dad and it's like I part of me was like ooh she's gonna choose that sanitary <laughs> world <laughs> yeah it's she um... can just go there and be like bye bye you know cause she's been so ever since coming back to life she's been so unhappy and yeah. struggling and I was in a good place and this world is hard and throw in the romance with Spike and Riley coming back and you know it's just like good night <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with, with my mom and dad <laughs> I'm gonna kill all of you <laughs> I get it <laughs> yeah very interesting yeah I love I love when she's starting to, when you see her questioning what's real. Mm-hmm. I love that. 
Yeah, I was like, she's having like a Norman Bates moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> What's the world? Real Norma. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I didn't even think of that. It's totally Bates Motelli. Mm-hmm. Just this, that line that your brain creates between reality and and fantasy is just kind of skewered. <laughs> yeah, it's makes you really feel sorry for people to have to deal with that. I, You know, Norman always makes me feel sorry for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just not knowing what's real or not and being lucid enough not to be able to tell and know that something's weird. <laughs> Tough. Yeah. And my first time watching it... I wasn't, I, I don't know what I was doing, but I wasn't looking at the screen, I guess, while the while the opening credits, so I missed Christine Sutherland. Oh, was she in there? Yeah, but I looked up just as, like, her her name was disappearing, and I was like, did I just, and I was like, no. <laughs> it must have been someone else's name that starts with a K or something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when I saw her walk in, I was like, whoa. It was cool that they got her dad back and everything. We haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah, Almanzo's back. Almanzo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway. Well, thanks, Harold. Yeah, thanks. All right. And we got another one from Val. Pass. Alright, she says, Hell's Bells, I know lots of fans aren't fond of this one, but I am okay with it. It's far from even remotely being a favorite, but it's not terrible. Although probably the first time I've seen it, I'd seen it, I'm sure I thought Anya's demon crowd was a bit bizarre. Nobody working at the reception places place Bats and I? <laughs> or maybe they are freaking out when they were alone talking to each other about these odd-looking guests. But it's Sunnydale, so who knows, I just go with it. Oh, yeah, they were totally in the kitchen gabbing about. <laughs> oh, yeah. <I> guess. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember right, this episode won an Emmy for some kind of makeup or special effects makeup category. Emily will look that up, right? <laughs> because, yes, I'm just that lazy to do a few keystrokes and mouse moves to find out. Okay, so I saw that they were up this this episode was nominated for three Emmys, and that's the most in the show's history. Hell's Bells was? Yeah, well, outstanding hairstyling in a series, outstanding makeup, prosthetic, and outstanding makeup, non-prosthetic. It wasn't like writing or anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, well, I don't know. I Maybe for back then the makeup was good. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was that great. Wasn't terrible, but that that one demon that the the aunt or whoever kind of had a little crush on. Yes, his face was really really gross. They looked it like, was gross. It really did look like bubbles, like um. It. Yeah, blisters. Are, yeah, they were good gross. blisters. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I it didn't say it won any, so I'm not sure it won any, but it was indeed wow. the most in the show's history, most Emmys for one episode nominations. 
She says, by the way, Emily, is it correct to say that this is the start of where you have some real issues with Xander that you could not speak about to Sue yet? No. Frankly, I don't... Like I've kind of said, I... I don't side with Xander exactly, but I... No, this isn't where I have issues. <laughs> it's coming. Normal again, I probably have more issues with him than in this one. Oh, really? Yeah. He just seems to like... It's like he left Anya and all of a sudden he's so protective of Buffy with Spike just like even looking at her. He does it like three times during normal again. It's like, no ogling Buffy! It's like he's all of a sudden laid a claim on her or something. It's like, you left Anya at the altar and now just the next day, it isn't the next day, but <laughs> the next time we see you, you're he just, he's a little overprotective of Buffy and in kind of a, not in a friend way to me. Do you think it's because of the vision where she's dead? The vision of its future? Oh, I didn't think of that. No. I just... I don't know what it is, but it seems like he's getting almost not quite big brotherish, but a little, but it's more like jealous. Hmm. I mean, I noticed that too as protection over, but I don't know. I didn't. He's been in wedding planning world for who knows how long. <laughs> That's true. Now we can start thinking about other people. <laughs> <laughs> it it seemed a little over the top jealous. It seemed jealous more than just protective. Yeah, to me, I think what bothered me a little bit about him, because he did kind of bother me in normal again, too, was just how, I mean, he seemed sorry. He was sorry about what he did, but then it was just like, all right, so we're back to where we used to be, right, guys? You know? Yeah. Like... He just, like, shattered someone's world. <laughs> he did, and he should be... There should be a little bit more, I don't know, <laughs> not going back to my friends and fighting demons with, I don't know. I know he went to that hotel, and who knows how long it's been. You get the idea, it hasn't been long. A day or two, three days. Yeah, I'd say three, at least. Okay, I three's a good guess. frankly thought... Buffy and Willow would have been a little bit more mad at him, too. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. I yeah. th you know, at the end of Hell's Bells, they're just sad, you know? Yeah. And, you know, Willow's like, I think I'd be a little more mad. But, to be honest, Xander is our friend first and longer. True. And more close. And... I think there's just kind of a bigger bond with him. Yeah, yeah. A bigger bond. Especially with Willow. I mean, Willow oh, yeah. always He's had Willow. trouble with Anya. Yeah, that's true. 
they do feel sad and everything. It's just a sad situation. It's a sad situation. I thought during Hell's Bells, I thought I've got a lot to say about Willow's best man duties. (laughs) 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 You know, Buffy stepped up and, you know, tried to got to the mic and everything, but I don't think anyone should have let Anya get as far down the aisle as she did. She was in shock, obviously. Oh, yeah. And they let her just walk. Where is her group of bridesmaids surrounding her and taking her upstairs? Exactly. And that's what bridesmaids are for. And didn't like the the chamber music start up with like here comes right? It's just like hey, that's so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Really, guys? And they did it when Buffy went, and then they did the like. The wedding's over. I song. know. I know. <laughs> when she goes back, I know she shoots him a look. Too stupid. <laughs> Did you see the look? She <laughs> yes. Well, that's just how stupid are you? <laughs> way stupid. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, where are we? <laughs> okay. Okay. She says, "Okay, some random thoughts." Oh, dear Lord, those hideous green bridal dresses. (laughs) The lower half was the most offensive part. Anya sure thought they looked beautiful, though. What do ex-demons know, anyway? (laughs) Or maybe it's ex-ex-demon. I'm really wondering what Anya's blood blood larva and burlap ensemble for the wedding party would look like. (laughs) I know, I wish we could have seen a vision. (laughs) (laughs) They talked about it enough. I liked Anya's dress. She looked pretty, and her hair looked really good, too. Nice extensions. The aging makeup on her was pretty decent, too. You know, that might be what they got nominated for, because she did look great in those flashbacks. She did. It's pretty good aging makeup. Yep, I agree. I bet that's what it is, not just the demons. I didn't think of that. Um, Xander's... Now, nothing on earth can stop this wedding now. <laughs> well, if that wasn't the kiss of death, I don't know what is. <laughs> Sue, I guess you knew something terrible would happen after that point, right? <laughs> I didn't even have to hear that. I just saw the rain, and I was like, hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rain's no good. <laughs> Rain's no good. <laughs> something bad. <laughs> Anytime you hear the trope, nothing on earth can stop, fill in the blank. Now, it always lends to disaster and something actually stopping what someone is planning to do. Yep. After seeing the set a number of times, I did my usual looking around at other things, and again I had to freeze frame to check out the pictures on Xander's fridge. I saw one picture of Willow and Tara, which was the same one Buffy had in her room from Afterlife. Remember the pics that changed into skeleton faces? Mm. There was also one of Xander and Anya that I'm pretty sure was still shot from Superstar when they are sitting at the bronze listening to Jonathan singing. When do we see Xander's fridge? I think um, in the flashbacks, or they had pictures up in the flashbacks, or maybe in the opening scene when they're like making breakfast at his place. Oh, that must be it. Yeah. Okay. Sue, what did you initially What did you initially think was going to happen when the old man was skulking around and got so agitated when trying to? get Xander alone to talk to him and who do you think he was um I 
I didn't know who he was. <clears throat> I knew he was going to ruin everything. <laughs> so I did not come up with he was Xander from the future. Um, yeah, I just thought... I I think the first thing that flashed in my mind, especially when he took Xander into the room, was that this was going to be like a Christmas Carol type thing going on. Like he was going to take Xander to... This is your life without marrying Anya. This is your life with, mm. you know, type mm-hmm. thing. And they, I mean, they went there in a way, I guess, but. Right. But yeah, no, I knew, I knew something was going to happen when he just kind of showed up all of a sudden out of a lightning bolt or whatever it was. <laughs> I think yeah. you missed something before that, though. Something oh, about really? Willow and Tara. I did. The little Willow and Tara moment while they're helping Anya with her dress. Sweet or too cutesy? I liked it fine, so it didn't bother me. And the mushy side of me wants them to get back together somehow, even though Tara is pretty awesome on her own these days. My dislike of that is that Xander was looking for his best man and couldn't find her. Oh, no. She said that she had something important to do, and it was flirt with Mm-hmm. Her ex-girlfriend, so she was totally skirting her best man duties. That made me mad. That was my first <laughs> complaint. <laughs> it's like there's rules. <laughs> you said she's got something important to do, and then you see her just making eyes, and you can tell that she's just butting in to do this because she wants to spend time with her ex-girlfriend that she shamelessly lied to and yep. disrespected and mind controlled, and eh, I'm done. Didn't didn't seem to get it. <laughs> wondered why (laughs) it's just another selfish thing i thought it's sanders day it is it is it's totally you're his best man you're his best man yeah and i agree with uh val tara is pretty awesome on her own yes she is i like tara without willow i do too Okay, so some likes. One, Tara's, um, I'm not sure you should say sex poodle in your vows. <laughs> <laughs> Two, Clem raising his hand after Buffy asked if anyone was from out of town. He was so happy looking. <laughs> <laughs> it was like he's cheering her on. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Clem's like, the best. I like Clem. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice how not very heavy looking that pedestal thing that Xander used to crush the demon's head was with with was <laughs> I know they actually couldn't let him carry a real one but it looked pretty fakey McFacerson I didn't notice <laughs> I, I didn't, didn't pay attention <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was a shout out to Sarah Michelle Geller and Joss that Xander and Anya's kids were named Sarah and Joss uh, Josh I didn't notice <laughs> I didn't notice either <laughs> <laughs> um FYI, in the shooting script, Willow mentions that Giles sent a bunch of gorgeous flowers and also commented that he has responsibilities and was busy fighting some kind of demon. So that was his out. Too bad that dialogue was cut out. It would have been nice to know why he wasn't there. I didn't even think of that. I didn't either. And He's in England. He's in England. If it He was... wasn't Xander's biggest fan. Yeah. If, if it was Buffy's wedding and he yeah. wasn't there, that would be a little weird. But Xander's wedding? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, man. 
I felt so bad for Anya when she was walking down the aisle crying, and also that end when she was talking to Dahafrin. She just looked so crushed and broken. Damn you, Xander. Oh, so sad. Yeah, and the actress did a great job. Just mm-hmm. not overdoing it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And just when she says, I'm so tired of crying, you know? Mm-hmm. I think we've all been there at one time in our lives for yeah. whatever reason, you know? Mm-hmm. I know that feeling. It's just like, just, okay, enough, you know? <laughs> I'll do anything to stop feeling this way. Yeah. Yeah, I thought she did a a great job. Yeah, she did. It's bad enough he left her at the altar, but at least be man enough to stick around to let your guests know. Don't leave Anya alone to deal and you just take off. What the hell was that about, Harris? I think that's pretty typical of someone leaving someone at the altar. They're not going to stick around. (laughs) (laughs) But again, that's where the bridesmaids need to step up and do their job. Yep. But there was so much pandemonium with the fighting and everything. Yeah. But seriously, letting Anya walk down that aisle as far as she got was... She shouldn't have been able to get a step or two in. She had a lot of bridesmaids... (laughs) I know. Everywhere I looked, there was like someone else in a green dress. I was like, well, she's a bridesmaid. She's a bridesmaid. <laughs> a bride that is left at the altar needs to be whisked away toot sweet <laughs> <laughs> by an army of bridesmaids. And she never needs to show her face again at that wedding. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and the person that left doesn't need to show their face either because they left. Yep. <laughs> I, You know, it sounds cowardly, but it is cowardly and you're gonna leave you're gonna leave your bride you, you just probably just go you, yep. your presence should not be there <laughs> well right what's yeah I mean what are they gonna do stand up and announce well I'm leaving yeah no, <laughs> that's not how it works <laughs> no, I mean I've I've never been at one of these weddings where someone got left but I have never been at one, but I have served at a wedding luncheon where it happened, and they still did the luncheon. They didn't know what to do. Are you serious? <laughs> yep. Oh, my gosh. Who left? The bride or the groom? The groom. and Really? The bride didn't show up, but the groom did to the luncheon. Because it's his family, right, that does the luncheon. So he left, but he's the one that showed up at the luncheon? Yeah, he was the most unhappy looking person. I've ever seen. Oh my gosh. But see, she did not go. She did not show her face. She was gone. Oh my gosh. It was a temple wedding too. It was at the altar of the temple. He said no. <laughs> I have never heard of that in my life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. What a, you know, ah, that's the thing. You know he felt it. Oh, yeah. Way well, before. Why do you let it get to that point? Uh, it, you know, I'm sorry, but temple marriages to Mormons are a big deal. The vows we take are like sacred right. vows, you know. Not, not that Mormons don't break them or anything, but they are a little heavy to us and I can see if you are having doubts to be like I can't go through with this and I don't know why he kept thinking he could and finally 
didn't at the very last question he could possibly be asked. (laughs) (laughs) Did he make it to the altar and then stand up and walk away? She told me he said no when they ask. You know, it's like (laughs) the I do stuff. She's like, he said no. Wow, I mean... didn't really go on from there. (laughs) That was shocking enough. (laughs) Part of me just kind of wants to, like, applaud the balls on that dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But part of me is just like, oh, man, why did you let it go that far? Oh, yeah, most of me does say that. You know? Oh, yeah, 90% of me is that. Just... Because if you have the doubts, <laughs> and you know, getting a temple divorce is a can be a fairly big deal. Right, that's what I'm saying. I kind of applaud it. Yeah. He's, well, but, he at least prevented more misery in the future. Yes, but he's been having thoughts. He didn't just all of a sudden get no. This you don't all of a sudden. That's the thing. I don't buy that. It's not no. an all of a sudden. Oh, I can't do this. You know, yep. that thought's been in your head for weeks, if not months, you know. And I just, oh, man, I just think about how they had paid for lunch. And so they just go and he goes with them and he's just like <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> I'll never forget. It's been years. <laughs> that is too crazy. Oh, my gosh. That I just. The weirdest wedding luncheon I'd ever served. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyway. <laughs> All right. I, yeah, that if I was the bride at that wedding, there's no way. I, that, I think that was very appropriate. I don't think her family was there either. It was probably, oh. I think it was pretty much just the groom's side. I'm sure. Yeah. I no way. It's, it's, this wasn't even Riverside. This was like Muldoon's. It was a long time ago. Oh, wow. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. They, you know, I think you put like half down or something. I don't remember, but they had paid. And so I think they're like, well, let's oh, just go to the luncheon. We're hungry. <laughs> so I'm just sure see. there was a certain amount of shock. Just, yeah. People aren't thinking right. Because that would have been like, screw the deposit. <laughs> you <know? Yeah. laughs> Funny. Well, Mulboons is smart to take half up front. <laughs> <laughs> Can't let all that shrimp go to waste. <laughs> anyway, that's my only personal involvement of a broken <laughs> wedding thing. <laughs> Seems like I know someone who got wedding invitations out and then it got canceled. Oh, well, I applaud them for not doing that the day of. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember who it was, but it seems like it's someone kind of close to us. But I can't think of who it is. I don't remember that, but I could see that happening, you know, once in a while. Mm-hmm. I tell you, some brides can really show their true, col- true colors planning a wedding to where... <laughs> I don't know. I've planned a lot of country club weddings <laughs> with mm-hmm. a lot of brides and mother-in-laws. And I could see a groom going, wow, <laughs> this is what I'm marrying, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> I I was pretty chill planning mine. Oh, I, I let I Jackie, Cam's mom, take over. 
I remember getting a call from her at like 10 o'clock at night once, and she's like, okay, so the gift table, do you want it to be round or square? <laughs> and I was like, is this something I need to care about? Is this, you know, is this, wait, what? <laughs> it just seemed so important to her. And I was like, I don't know. Is this something, a decision I need to make? <laughs> I'm like, I really don't care. <laughs> yeah, I was not one of those. This is my day. This is my only day. I have to be a princess. <laughs> no. Totally not. Mm-mm. Just not how I roll. So I was quite chill myself. Oh, yeah. I wanted to marry Rob. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I just wanted a fun party and yeah. <laughs> marry Cam. <laughs> you had a fun reception. That's when Booker and Kyle did the two-headed robot chicken. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh, it was most of the reception was supposed to be outside and it rained. Oh, yeah. So that was kind of a bummer, but whatever. Yep. Okay, more editing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, back to this. Okay. We kind of stopped in the middle of that yeah, one. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I got caught on Xander sticking around, and I didn't. I didn't agree with Val. <laughs> okay, she says. What the hell was that about, Harris? Boldinky, that's what it was. I kind of hated that even though he knew these visions were all fake, that he still backed out of the wedding and crushed on his heart. The audience got an idea. He seemed a little overwhelmed and worried about the marriage. See once more with feeling all the way. But he should and could have said something way before it got to this point. Team Anya for now. Yes, we agree with that. Yeah, he could have talked things out. He could have. He What he should have done was pulled a Costanza... And said, let's just do a spring wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. Yep. Like, talk her into, let's do it in a few more months. I'm just not ready. He talked about the wedding filled him with dread and fear. But the marriage didn't. But the marriage was fine. Right. I wonder if it was... Maybe that's an interesting clue to think about, that the fact that he got shown that the marriage was his worst nightmare just made him, like, explode. <laughs> his yeah. brain went, Pew! even though it was fake, it just was too much because he was so worried about the wedding, too, and all yeah, the stress. Yeah, but, you know, in the scenes leading up to, you know, the old man showing him that, he seemed fine, you know? Yeah, it really seemed to really freak him out that he, like, I don't know, did he kill Anya? <laughs> That's what I'm guessing. And that was sweet that he was so concerned about that. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know why I'm championing him. Maybe I just feel like someone needs to. Because <laughs> 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 this isn't where I have the biggest problems with Sander, but. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, boop. my phone went all the way back to the beginning. Okay. I remember this was Bob DeGrand's least favorite episode of the series. In fact, over at Potential Cast, he wouldn't even watch a block of season six eps. I think starting with Smashed 
or wrecked and ending with hell's bells i know he and some fans felt like this app was very unzander like i hope you don't mind i went back and pulled some of his hell's bells comments from september 2014 not mind i love that you did that we get bob's voice i know because awesome. i knew he hated this stuff so much but and so i was excited to discuss it with him and then he passed away so thank you for bringing Bob back into our podcast for at a time I wanted to talk to him about this stuff. Yeah, that's great, Val. This is the next best thing. Okay. So Bob DeGrand wrote, To me, the worst episode of this series. Xander is unrecognizable. This completely destroys his character. The Xander that risked his life in the Zeppo is scared by a dream. The Xander that is completely loyal to those close to him hasn't even got the guts to talk to Anya. I can't disagree with them there, but I wouldn't go so far as to say it destroys his character for me. Yeah, it doesn't destroy it for me, but... It seems out of character. It does. But they do that, you know? Yeah. They do, and it kind of sucks. Especially this season. They've done it a few times. It, I think this season, I think, would... It just would be so different, I think, if Joss was around i think it would i think basic stuff would be the same but it would just get there so much smoother right so it's too bad that he was so busy but anyway interesting how he felt i don't think i was reading these comments i don't like i said i knew he hated him but i didn't know why yeah, I don't find him unrecognizable. That's a little much, but interesting that Bob does, you know. I wasn't... Anyway. Yeah, that is. She gives it 6.5 out of 10 fugly bridal dresses. Normal again. That was one funky looking demon and not one of the better looking ones for me. For sure. Not that there are any handsome demons, but you get what I mean. Or even remember him too much. <laughs> a little bit. He's yeah, he's kinda gross. I really enjoyed this one and don't have a problem with it at all, but I know a portion of the fandom hated it because they didn't like that it introduced the idea that all of this could have been in Buffy's mind. I have a friend who practically has cartoon steam coming out of her ears at the mere mention of the title, it pisses her off that much. <laughs> uh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is very controversial. Oh how funny. Now I did tell you that the most controversial episode of the series is in mm -hmm. season six, and actually, it's not this one. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it's this one? <laughs> nope. <laughs> but this one can make a case for being pretty controversial. People do not like being given the window that this could all be an illusion in a girl's mind in a s asylum. They know that it's an illusion because it's a TV show, right? <laughs> <laughs> but they're very invested. <laughs> I like the idea of that. I find it interesting oh, yeah. to contemplate. <laughs> oh, it's right up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, oh, hi, Joyce. And there's deadbeat dad Hank, too. So, Spike threatens to tell the gang about him and Buffy if she doesn't tell them first. Sue, do you think Buffy will end up telling them? And if she does, how do you think they'll react? Or do you think Spike will tell? I'll never tell, she says. 
Um, I think Buffy will be the one that tells him. And I don't know. I if they're true friends, they'll be okay with it. You know, I think they'll be surprised. Mm-hmm. I think Xander will be upset the most. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Spike will tell him because I think if Spike tells him, I I think he's smarter than that. I think he knows that that would be like it between him and Buffy. Mm. So I think he's smarter than that. So she'll be the one that tells. And I don't know. It'll be interesting because I just, I gauge it to how Tara took it. And she was like, hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. I think uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar acts the hell out of this one, especially the scenes in the mental hospital. And I really love the scene where she's talking to Willow about when her parents sent her to a clinic after she'd seen her first vampire. Along with Hannigan, she has always been an amazing crier, and I love the way her eyes welled up so much, and tears flowed as she struggled with the memory of that part of her life. Also, I love that ending scene with Buffy and Joyce. It might be my favorite scene, along with Xander getting fried pan- frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> Geller's acting was the highlight. Again, she's so amazing with her tear-filled eyes, and even that simple, soft, little last word of goodbye that she utters was so powerful the way it was delivered. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. On a lighter note, I laugh every time Buffy whacks Xander with the frying pan. <laughs> it might, may or may not be one of my likes. it was so unexpected and funny the way she did it it was just the best kind of ironic that in hell's bells we see the fake future xander going after anya with the frying pan and in this ep we see him get see him get clucked with one sue did it shock you and buffy did that yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, side note for the longest time every time i'd grab a frying pan to cook with i'd slightly raise it above my head and yell shut up Of course, only when nobody was around to hear. Do I need help? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I also love how Buffy was stalking Dawn through the rooms. That was so great. No way that Shrieker was getting away. (laughs) Those scenes were actually kind of intense, especially with looks Buffy was giving her. Wish we could have seen what she did to Willow to get her in the basement, too. Any ideas? I kind of liked how they did it, how it was a shock to see her already down there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so that it was all done off camera. Yeah. Yeah, Buffy, like, going after Dawn was very horror movie. Like, Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty intense. I'm guessing she, like, lured Willow down to the basement and then whacked her with something. (laughs) Yeah. She could also could have pinned her arms and carried her, you know, she's strong. She's got super strength and Willow does not. True. (laughs) Willow's defenses that she's had in the past, she's not using right now. Yeah, but Dawn would have heard something, right? I don't know. Maybe. Hmm, I don't know. Dislike Willow saying gay love when she was preparing her talk with Tara. If you're gay, do you really have to say that to yourself? Ugh, boo writers, we know she's gay already. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I think she's more bi than gay, but that's just me. Yeah, I thought that was stupid, but it's just another 
overcompensation, I feel like the <laughs> show and Willow does. Yep. <laughs> and no, you're not going to really say gay love if you're really gay. I don't think not, so. I don't I don't see that happening. I don't think they proclaim that like that. And yeah, we do know she's gay already. I think she should be more bi than gay, but she seems just gay to me. Yeah. But I think realistically but you know, what do I know? But it feels like she should be more bi than gay. But they don't seem to be wanting or playing that at all. Mm mm. And so that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know which antidote was worse: the beaker of antifreeze Angel gave Buffy an earshot, or the mug of brown goop Willow gave her to drink. For me, drinking-wise, I would say the brown goop. But... Oh, totally! It was all. Chunky and goopy. It was really gross. It looked really gross. Um, nitpick. Every time I see this app, I always think, come on, Willow and Dawn, couldn't you guys work together to get yourselves untied? <laughs> 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 I was surprised Tara didn't hurt herself more tumbling down those stairs. That looked like a bad fall. It really did. <laughs> Sue, did you think she'd be really hurt? <laughs> yeah, it was a bad fall. I... Yeah, I kind of had a moment where I thought, I wonder if Sue's going to think she, like, died or something. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think she died, but it was pretty bad. All right, great episode, 8 out of 10 frying pans to the head. If you don't mind, I'd like to, again, add Bob's thoughts about normal again. Again, thank you so much. I'm so glad you did. Finally, I can start watching Buffy again. This is Bob. That stretch is why I would never do a Buffy podcast, despite it being my favorite show. I would have no listeners left. Oh, <laughs> man, Bob. <laughs> I wish he was so around. fun to I hear know. his thoughts. We would let you on and let you just talk. <laughs> we would have totally had him on as a guest for just to let him vent. I would love to hear his stream of conscious yep. <laughs> pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> And that great voice is. Yep. Um, I like how he thinks that just everyone would be like, nope. <laughs> Why is this guy doing a podcast when he clearly hates it so much? <laughs> so funny. Okay. There are fans that absolutely hate the thought of their beloved Sunnydale not being real, but I like this episode. I'm a complete sucker for alternate reality episodes, and it was great to see Joyce again. I also am one of the few that like the trio and the didgeridoo. Didgeridoo. I don't know how that's how you spell that. <laughs> it's not how I spelled it, <laughs> but it made it in my notes. <laughs> Bob was a pretty smart man. I wonder. I bet that's the correct way. <laughs> the didgeridoo of evil was a nice little touch. I love all the meta commentaries this episode makes about the characters, the entire series, and the fans. While I'm sure most people were delighted with Buffy taping Dawn's mouth shut, I was even happier with her beating Xander up. <laughs> <laughs> he still really hated Xander. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so opinion spoilers from me. This is Val again. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> from Beyond the Grave. <laughs> Okay, so a point, a 
opinion spoilers from me, but I think you're in for a hell of a ride in these remaining episodes, so I hope you'll enjoy them too. Just to... Oh, what we've been watching, so... Thanks, Val, and thank you again so much for bringing Bob back into our podcast. That was awesome. Yep, that... We should have, like, a... Val, you're on assignment to always get Bob's... (laughs) Remarks, so we can have like a Bob from behind, beyond the grave <laughs> corner. Because <laughs> that was awesome to hear his thoughts. That was yeah. great, especially on everyone who heard Bob or met Bob or knew Bob. His love for Buffy was just amazing, right? And just how giddy he got, knowing. Just I remember talking to him, and he co-hosted with us you know and kind of before we started recording and stuff and just how excited he was for me that I was going on this Buffy adventure (laughs) for the first time you know he was so excited (laughs) yeah it's so sweet I'm not sure how much longer he lived after well she said that was September that was September 2014 and actually yeah he died in January of 15 he died so there's a few he died just what a couple weeks after mom yeah so that's true well thanks Val that was awesome yep and we'll do all your what what you've been watching next time (laughs) because she has another email about it that we didn't do last time (laughs) next time we record we'll do a what we've been watching and read Val's because we've got two emails from her now with what she's been watching. Yeah, we need to do what we've been watching, but yep. today wasn't the day. I'm behind. <laughs> <laughs> yep. As you know, because your podcast for last week will have been late. But I'll get that one out. I mean, if I work really hard, I can get it out tonight, and then this one I'll still get out on my Friday night or Saturday morning. Yeah. There shouldn't be too much editing to do on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember too many tangents. <laughs> <laughs> or interruptions. Nope, and I've already got the song picked out and everything, so it should be pretty easy. Nice. All right, so. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pick up. Hopefully that was the only one. So, ratings? Yeah. Uh, We have, out of the two, there's number 15 of the season and number four. Hmm. Well, Hell's Bells is 15. Normal again is four. Yeah. Okay. Hell's Bells is ranked number 98. Barely made it in the top 100. (laughs) Wow. So you pretty much knew did going in, knowing I don't remember now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> knowing this was going to be their wedding episode. How what percentage wise did you think they would end up married by the end? Just going in before it even started and what did you think they were gonna get married? Yes. So pretty high percentage. Yeah, I did. I did. I I know I was thinking a couple weeks ago because 
I did well, you say thought I, it was going to be Anya. The I thought it was going to be Anya. But when, yeah, just the episode starting the day of the wedding and everything, I I just, I didn't see it as a someone leaving someone at the altar situation. So I thought it was going to go through and then maybe a quick annulment. Or so, I don't know, because I didn't think they were going to end up together married that's what's weird or did you ever entertain the idea that something so horrible like could have happened that just the wedding didn't happen yeah yeah i i've just always had like these like conflicting thoughts about anya and xander like sometimes i thought they made a great couple and sometimes i was like they're not gonna make it you know Mm -hmm. so I think I was just in for the ride. Yeah. You know, I just, so I, frankly, I was kind of surprised that the episode started out like the morning of the wedding. Huh. I didn't think it was going to go that far if it was not going to happen. So. Yeah. I think I remember having forebodings and thinking that just some disaster would happen. I didn't. Yeah, I I didn't see someone leaving anyone at the altar. I just thought something would just go so wrong. Just a big disaster of some sort. I think the thing I thought the most was that somehow Anya was going to turn back into a demon. Like... Like the like, Hoffman would... I, yeah, like there was some... Would have a problem with rule it. Rule or something that she's allowed to have this mm. human life for a while to... F- to see what it's like to fall in love or something. But like then not, and then have it like taken away from her or something like, I don't know. I just, I just, yeah, I, I could totally see De Hoffern getting like upset that she's actually getting married and right. just turn her into a vengeance demon to get her to not do it. Cause He's so into vengeance or something. Right, right. Like, here's a window into, so that you get an understanding of when you, you know, put this vengeance on these men, you have a better understanding of what the women, why they want it so much or something. I don't know. I just, so, I, yeah, I didn't see it happening the way it happened. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. That would be fun. I like our scenarios. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my first note is uh, the ugly bridesmaids dress joke. Why? Yeah. Why does every show have to do that? I mean, is that is that a thing in real life? <laughs> I don't think it's much of a thing in real life. <laughs> it's just in the movies and TV because they all freaking do it. Yeah, it's just it's like <laughs> all the little tropes. Like pregnant and birthing have <laughs> TV shows and stuff is all the same, and it's not much like that. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I thought the Whedon universe was going to be above that, but nope, nope. The the larvae and the burlap would have been great. It would have been a much better, much better, <laughs> <laughs> much more Whedon-y. <laughs> I know because I think of like weddings I've been to recently. You know, I think about we had two nieces get married within a few months of each other, and their bridesmaids' dresses were adorable. Yeah, and it's a horrible thought to think that a bride would be that jerky to make 
you know, that's kind of the joke behind it is they don't want anyone to look pretty, right. prettier than them. So right. they put their brides maids in ugly dresses. And I just picture wise, could you imagine exactly. a real bride doing that? They I don't mean, want all these women that look horrible in these dresses. Exactly. I mean, come on, bride. The day is on you. It doesn't matter, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And then you have like pictures of hideous dresses. It doesn't make sense to me and I hate it. Um, <laughs> I agree, and they, they should be above that. But... I thought they'd be above that. So when it was first seen, I was like, ugh! <laughs> <laughs> um, I did like uh, Willow's, <laughs> shouldn't I be all my Nina D tricky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I like that part about it. Um, my next note is Uncle Rory is that teacher from the Wonder Years. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew I recognized him. <laughs> He's got a little arc. <laughs> yep. He... <laughs> um, and then I have Xander's parents look normal. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> you know, Buffy has never looked more tiny to me than when she was arm in arm with his dad. Did yeah. you notice how little she was? <laughs> Everyone says she's very little, but she's just never looked very little to me. I mean, she's never, I've never been like, she's huge. Right. That was just my very first, just, I don't know, I just looked at her a little different, and I'm like, good grief, she's tiny. <laughs> yeah, but I think that guy is pretty tall. I've oh. I've seen him in things before. I couldn't place it, but I was like, oh, that guy, you know? Yeah, I have too, but. But he looks like he's probably 6'3 or 6'4. He looks like a pretty tall guy. So I think he just looked extra. She looked extra tiny next to him. But Xander looks about twice the size he normally looks. Did did Nicholas Brennan, like, put on a lot of weight all of a sudden? I don't know. He just looks so much bigger in the the last couple episodes. I was going to mention it a couple times ago. I don't know. You know, I know he's struggled with things the past, you know, since Buffy was over, but I have no idea. This is one of those things that I just have no idea what was going on in his life while filming. While filming. Hmm. Having any issues. Hmm. You know, like, you know, I was watching a few friends. I did watch a few when, what's his name? The one that played Chandler mm-hmm. was going through his problems and had to go to rehab during the show. Mm-hmm. And you can you could see him. He looks puffy. He looks bad. He looks very different. And so I don't know if it was. I have no idea. I don't want to spread any rumors. I have no idea what was going on with Nicholas Brendan, if he was. And I didn't really notice. Oh, personally. okay. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe. Um. Oh. Yeah, it's cute. How happy Anya is. And then I have, why is Spike invited to the wedding? I mean, Xander doesn't like Spike. Anya doesn't like Spike. Why was he at the wedding? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I think Anya likes Spike all right. Does she? They've always had a tiny bit of a bond. They've, um, they're kind of outsiders in the Scooby gang in the same sort of way. Yeah. I don't know. I was just. Kind of surprised. 
I mean, I really enjoyed the conversation he and Buffy had. Yeah, that's my note. I'm like, Spike's back to sweet again. Yep. <laughs> I liked how he was trying to be all, it's my girlfriend, look what I brought, you know, And but the second she kind of admits that it hurts, he's like, I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, evil. <laughs> She's like, of course. <laughs> I just liked, I liked that. I'm sorry. Or, good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And how he just genuinely, you know, he just couldn't help but saying that he just liked seeing her happy, and he hasn't seen that in a long time. Yep. It's because you played it wrong. (laughs) That is on you, Spike. (laughs) (laughs) You messed that up. He really played it wrong. But I've shared my thoughts on that already. (laughs) I think he could have had her. Yep. Um, I have a hate Buffy's convoluted lies about the minister doing a C-section. Oh, that was painful. That was Ugh. stupid. I just hate those. A C-section? I, I just and hate them sticking so much. With it. I, hate, I hate that, too. When you come up with something, it's only TV, too. Just wild, and then they stick with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just... There's a million other believable reasons that you had to delay for ten minutes, you know? Yes. The violinist needs to rewire his violin. The, <laughs> he broke a string. <laughs> he broke a string. The, you know, I mean, all sorts of things. But you have to get into minotaurs? I know. <laughs> I know. It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, and I just have Xander still isn't going to marry her. <laughs> I really thought when he came back he was going to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they played us there. Yeah, totally. Yep. And then my last note, Anya Avenges Demon again, hmm? She could do a number on Xander, it's so personal. <laughs> <laughs> so Turn Xander into the big bad. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> I guess either I'm playing you or I'm letting you know he's not the big bad. <laughs> I'm just so delighted. <laughs> It is fun to think about. But, yeah, interesting. I mean, I feel like we've talked about this episode a lot already. Just from I know. I've, I'm looking at my notes and I've, like, said them all. Yeah, I just... I don't know. It, it wasn't great. I kind of agree with the numbers. Oh, I do, too. I don't you think know. it was great either. I'm... I do like I'm the idea. I'm being on Xander's side a little bit, just because yeah. someone needs to be, and I think he was stressed out, and he's, I don't know. I can see already being stressed out and having the upbringing, you know, aside from what we saw, but the upbringing he's had. Mm-hmm. About marriage and how awful his father is and their marriage and you know, just looking back through all the little hints we've gotten since the series started, having that kind of damage and then seeing somebody show you your absolute worst nightmares and have that actually be a reality for you for just even a few minutes. Right. And what that might do to you when you're already freaked out. 
Right, right. No, I can see it. It doesn't destroy Xander for me. You know, I... I'm a little disappointed in him, you know. Oh, yeah. And I I will be again, but... <laughs> I, I would rather he have not let it get to this point if he had that many doubts, but... Yeah, and I would have rather, if he's scared of, you know, this future that's coming in years and years and years from now, I would have rather him go through with the wedding and then, you know... Maybe if it starts getting bad, backing out down the line. Right. Because I think it wasn't bad yet, you know? It, they were happy, and he didn't want to break up with her. He loved her still, you know? Mm -hmm. This is normal again, but he wanted to still date her. So marry her, and don't, you know, keep a vow to yourself that if it starts getting ugly, to quit. To quit it, yeah. I but mean... give it a chance, especially since that was untrue. Right, right. It was someone that had a problem with Anya. Oh, I did have a note I forgot to say. Xander should be more cautious <laughs> with that old... I couldn't believe he's stupid enough to have some old man he doesn't know show him a crystal ball at this point in Xander's life and right. all of his experiences, he's going to look in at that <laughs> beam thing coming out of it and let this man do whatever he wants. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I would like to think Xander's learned more better than that. Right. I kind of had that feeling when the old man was saying that he was him from the future and Xander's like, oh, yeah, right. I was like, uh, Xander, you've seen a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this could be true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think Xander should know better than, like, the shiny, you know, <laughs> when he, like, during the replacement, <laughs> when the the other Xander has the shiny thing, and he's like, don't look at it, and he covers his eyes. <laughs> yes. See, he knows. <laughs> he should have done that. Yes. He does, but no, going back to what you were just saying, I... I agree, and I think it was Harold that said it in his feedback. Xander should have married her and then worked harder to not let that happen. Yes, and that does seem more Xander. That it does seem more Xander to me, does. too. You know? I, I, that would fit Xander so much better from what we know of him. Mm-hmm. That he would have gone on. And can we talk about why Xander came back? He shows up. He, he gets sidetracked very quickly. <laughs> but what was he doing coming back at that point? I don't know, because when he came back, he... He didn't know that it was all a lie at that point. Right. He didn't know. So I think it's worth wondering what would have happened if he was just allowed to just talk. <laughs> what was he going to say? What was he going to do? I don't know. Why would he come back at that I don't know. Point? I don't know why he came back. Because if he thought that was true, I would have thought he would just stay away. Yeah. So, I, yeah. it. But if he didn't come back to not break it off, then he was told very good news. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it wouldn't be a mind changer. I can't stretch my imagination far enough or my I can't shush my brain enough to say that 
that was a mind changer if he was coming back to not break up with her. Right. Yeah, I don't know. So that's very confusing to me. It it's is. kind of it... a plot hole that I don't care for. Yeah, there's some weird choices made in this episode that just don't... It's just out of character. Yeah. I guess we just have to just let it be like that. It, yep. it is what it is, you know? We have to shush anyway. I we think. have to shush. You know, it's all... I'm guessing it was all a scheme to get Anya to be a vengeance demon again. And, yeah, for the marriage to not happen. Yeah, but I think it could have been done a little bit better. I have a feeling they really wanted to just bring demons and humans together in a formal setting like that and have them have a fight. I, I really think. Yeah, and we always like the writers <laughs> had that in their mind. Wouldn't it be awesome? You know, and, and instead it wasn't. it wasn't, you know. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. It's not in my bottom 20. It's still, you know. It's not great. And if I, if I do a rewatch, I'll watch it. I'm not going to skip it. You know. It doesn't make me so angry. That <laughs> I will never <laughs> watch I, this again. And I don't think we'll lose all our listeners. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> we I will say, that much. <laughs> you know, about Xander's parents, I just hate husbands like that who put their wives down in, in front of crowds oh. like that is just oh, yeah. such a horrible horrible thing to do <laughs> <laughs> drunk or not that's just i don't know she looked nice you know <laughs> yeah i just i don't know his dad was almost just a cartoon. I don't know. I'm, just every stereotype. Yeah, but not any real interesting one. But not interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Same goes for what's his face, Uncle. Uncle Rudy? Rory. Rory. Yeah, Uncle Rory. I don't know. There, he seemed fine to me. Just a <laughs> old man. I don't know. Oh, like the. Um... Having that girl that worked there be his date. That was, I could see that happening at Riverside. Yes, I bet. That's the thing. That was so realistic. <laughs> I liked it when um, Xander's dad, when Buffy's like whisking him away. And he's like, nice hood. Can I see what's under the, you know? And she's like, you will not have anything to show me. You know, that was good. That was good. And I did like Don talking to the teenage demon. Oh, I like that. Too. It was so like teenage. It was. Talk. Meet at a wedding. Yes. A little awkward. Yep. A little flirty. Yep. Yep. Totally. I like that. that and fun. he was kind of cute. He just had some horns. <laughs> right. <laughs> he was. <laughs> so, and I did like the idea of like Xander's cousin, I think, like asking about Coven that they kept calling Kevin. Yeah. Like, do you think he dates someone like me? <laughs> She's like, I can't be too picky. <laughs> I like how they have a little moment while they're sitting down. Yeah. 
kind of smile at each other. <laughs> so there were parts that I liked, but yeah, I didn't like the whole fight scene. Nope. I was impressed that Sarah Michelle Geller knows how to juggle. <laughs> I know. She obviously does, huh? Yep. I was also impressed. Yep. But, all right. Yeah. We've talked that one through. Yep. So, Normal Again is ranked, besides from being number four of the season, it's ranked number 29. Mm. Um, so, it must be a pretty small group of Buffy fans that don't like the idea. Yeah. I've got some great fun facts about this that would make this small group's just heads just explode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) This fact, there's two really great ones. So at Comic-Con 2013, while speaking about this episode, series creator Joss Whedon mentioned that during his time writing Astonishing X-Men, he almost had Cyclops, a Marvel Comics mutant character whose real name is Scott Summers, reference a female cousin of his who was in a mental institution and believed she was a demon hunter. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine what the people like uh, Val's friend would do if they were I love thinking of Buffy being Scott Summer's cousin, too. I have no idea who these people are, but I just think that's great that he almost did that. That would have blown some people. That would have caused so much controversy in the Buffy land. Oh, some people would have had a fit. Oh, that's hilarious. That's so funny. That would have been hilarious. Um, then it says in 2011, Sarah Michelle Gellar guest starred in the final episode of the soap opera, All My Children. Did you know she was in that? I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, that was, I think, her first role. One of her first. Oh. One of several previous cast members, she was one of several previous cast members who appeared in order to commemorate the ending of the show's 40-year run. Geller plays a young woman brought in for psychiatric evaluation after claiming to see vampires. This could be interpreted as her actually being Buffy or as being former Asylum Buffy, judging by her fashionable clothing and appearance and coherent behavior being treated for a slight relapse. (laughs) 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 But all of that, Joss also says... Well, this is interesting, this whole thing. He says, according to Joss Whedon, this episode was the ultimate postmodern look at the concept of a writer writing a show. As it questioned fantastical or inconsistent elements of the show the way any normal person would. Whedon added that the episode is intentionally left open to interpretation. The actual case of the delusions, either the poison or Buffy's return to to reality, is not made explicably clear. If the viewer wants, Whedon says, the entire series takes place in the mind of a lunatic locked up somewhere in Los Angeles. And that crazy person is me. Although, personally, I think it really happened. (laughs) Hmm. And then there's some fan theories, and it talks about the last episode of the series. So I can't talk about that, but... 
Anyway, so according to Joss, he personally thinks it really happened, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but it is left into interpretation that if you want, you can. It's made, It's left open that that could be the reality, too. Yeah, I really like that. I really like how they ended that. Oh, yeah, me too. But um, when you get the opinion of the creator, then, you know, it happened. Yeah. So everyone can just get their panties out of a wad. <laughs> <laughs> and I do, I love the, like, I don't know if it's, like, technically breaking the fourth wall, but there's elements to it mm-hmm. where they kind of play on the fact that, you know, you've been fighting, you know, crazy demons and vampires and gods. Well, and she, when she mentions Dawn, you know, Joyce and her dad are like, okay, that's the sister, right? And the uh, doctor's like, yeah, a key made by some monks. It's like, well, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> I like it. I'm not offended by it. <laughs> I'm not angry. One of my notes says I like the look on Spike's face when Buffy's <laughs> when she sits down and has that little conversation with him in the graveyard and she kind of stands up really fast when her friends come and she's trying to explain why she might be sitting and talking to him. <laughs> Spike just looks so bemused. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I noticed. <laughs> well, it's just it was ridiculous how fast she jumped up and was trying you know Buffy can sit in a graveyard and be talking to Spike I don't think the Scoobies I know would bat an eye I don't think so (laughs) I don't think so yeah my first note is a didgeridoo deploys a demon (laughs) (laughs) I forgot to do our likes and dislikes oh yeah I only wrote a few likes I don't remember even writing any dislikes but I've probably said all my dislikes I don't have many. Should I just go over them? Should yeah, we do them real ahead. quick? Okay. My likes are how excited Anya is to marry Xander. Mm. Um, Spike and Buffy's talk at the wedding. Spike carrying a bag of groceries. <laughs> 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 um, the idea of Anya becoming a vengeance demon again. And <laughs> Buffy's struggle between the two worlds. Yeah. I didn't write any for... Hell's Bells, but I would have said Spike and Buffy's talk <laughs> and Anya's, I would have said pretty much what you did. Um, one of my likes was how Spike's all offended that Buffy's having delusions. Spike <laughs> <He laughs> takes up personally. <laughs> with Xander. <laughs> and I like Buffy hitting Xander with a pan and I like the ending being ambiguous. I like all those two. I like it when Spike says that she has the Wiggins. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they haven't used that term in a while. <laughs> um, the dislikes I wrote down were Xander's parents. My hopes were higher, and they ended up being normal drunken a-holes. Um, I didn't like Xander's reasons for not marrying Anya. And the ugly bridesmaids joke. Why can't anyone just not do that? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's fun for the costume designer. Yeah, I think more than anything in real life, if there's ugly bridesmaid dresses, it's just that 
not all of your friends have great formal wear taste. <laughs> and they're the ones picking out what you're going to be wearing. And so I'm guessing that's where it has evolved from. Yes. That you have to wear a formal dress that's in the taste of someone else. Yeah. And that's such a personal decision. <laughs> it's a personal, and everyone's got different body shapes. Yep. So an off-the-shoulder dress will look good on someone and not on another. Or <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, that's why one of the beauties of today, it seems like more and more people, like, do the same fabric, and they let their bridesmaid choose the style. Yeah, that's what I think both Sarah and Kelly did at their weddings. Yeah. That's cool. They all had the same, yeah, fabric, but each dress was a different style that fit the person wearing it. Yeah, and that's kind of what they're, that's kind of happening a little more and more these days. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yep. Those are my dislikes. All right. Oh, and I wrote, I don't think parents ever just forget that they sent their 16-year-old to a mental clinic for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the puppy said that. I'm like, no way. Yeah, I thought that was weird. And in my mind, I was like, they just used the wrong word. I would say parents would more put it behind them or ignore yeah. it, push it aside deny you know but forget that no <laughs> that's that's a pretty that's a pretty big thing for the whole family <laughs> yes <laughs> forgotten absolutely not no <laughs> ignored Move past moved sure. past sure never brought up again sure it is a little inconsistent that it's not mentioned in season two <laughs> when Joyce finds out. Yeah, I was but wondering that. Nitpick, and I like in my mind, I I made it right that because um, I haven't seen the movie, so I was like, I wonder if she ends up in a insane asylum in the movie or something, and that's what they're talking about. <laughs> no, I I had to make it make sense. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 did a little shusher, and that's just yeah, fine. <laughs> We support that. Because <laughs> I was kind of thrown by that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's something that they wanted to make. They made up in this episode and had to just damn the fact that it's... <laughs> well, it's convenient for the plot because then it gives Buffy a reason to kind of wonder if that's yeah, the exactly. true thing that's going on. So, whatever. It gave her a little more to chew on. Right. It gave, she would have had. it gave that world a little more credibility. Yes. Yes. So, fine. Just shush it. They, Joyce must have really just forgotten. <laughs> that's probably why they use that word. They use that word. <laughs> <laughs> so the audience can go, oh, that's why Joyce never brought it up. She forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, but my brain can't shush that much. <laughs> It will shush, just who cares, but... <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not going to fully shush that. <laughs> I can only shush so much. <laughs> You've taxed me enough for Hell's Bells. <laughs> My shusher was overused. <laughs> <laughs> needed a nap. 
<laughs> my second note after the didgeridoo is, whoa, what happened? <laughs> oh, when you see her in there? <laughs> and it, uh, yeah, because she's fighting the demon, and he, like, stabs her with that thingy that comes out of his hand. And, and then all of a sudden she's in the hospital. I was like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I caught on pretty quickly, but that was my initial, like. Yeah, again, I just don't remember my first time. So it's hard to yeah I uh, remember what it'd be like to see that first. It it didn't take me very long to figure out that she was hallucinating because of whatever the demon put in her. So yeah, and people have um, said some fun things in podcasts and online that I've read that you know say it'd have been really cool if they had made like an orderly look like Spike and Xander. You know, maybe not have James Marsters and Nicholas Brendan play the orderlies, but have them look enough like it that you could like, it'd just be kind of fun to see. Oh, that would be kind of, yeah. Yeah. It, see her coming up with her reality and where they came from. That'd be kind of fun. It wouldn't have worked to have the actual actors play the orderlies. That would have been too Wizard no. of Oz. Yeah, that would have been lame. So. But looking like people say just. But just like resembling them, that would have been. That would have been kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Or, and have the the doctor kind of be like a Giles-looking fella. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, that would have been cool. I have, yay, Spike has a bag of groceries again. <laughs> <laughs> Just some blood and some Weetabix and some cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, and then I have, holy crap, I wonder if Buffy's going to choose to live in the hallucination world. I could kind of, I don't know. I was. Yeah, Spike's timing wasn't great. If he's going to unload on Buffy, he probably picked a bad time going through this right now. But he was obviously offended that (laughs) she was even having these delusions and calling them delusions, so. I think he was just a little up in arms about the whole thing. Yeah, but didn't Spike know that it was a poison that was in her? I mean... I'm sure. Yeah, because he... (laughs) There's that funny scene where the demon's name is hard to say, and he's like, oh, balls, he didn't tell me it was a... Yeah. You know, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Sanders like, because I didn't know. He knew exactly what it was. Right. Because I thought that was kind of weird, too, when... When he kind of chews her out in the doorway, it's like, she's obviously still struggling. Yeah, that... What? This isn't helping, you know. (laughs) (laughs) This is just not the right time. Yeah. (laughs) He should have better timing than that. Yeah. Yeah, when I have, when the doctor explains it, it does kind of sound crazy. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> I love that. It it felt, it's just that kind of fun. Maybe not fourth wall as much as just writers poking fun at themselves in their show, which is just always a good time. Right, right. It's a little, it's a little fourth wall. It's a little meta. Yeah. 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 Um, I have, are they referring to Buffy dying when they say her friends pulled her back? Yep. So apparently that summer she must have had some, you know, maybe she was lucid at the place for a little while. At the hospital she wasn't really at? 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> or was she? <laughs> and then maybe she had had enough of that and decided that her friends brought her back to life. Yeah. But you'd think if it was a full five months or whatever, she would have maybe even been able to go home. Who knows what happened during that time? Maybe she just acted different. Maybe they got the meds right, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got the right cocktail. <laughs> But, yeah, I wrote down, it's really interesting watching Buffy kind of struggle between the two worlds. I I liked it. And it, like I said before, it gave me kind of a Norman Batesy kind of feel. Yeah. And then when she's taking all her friends down one by one, it's a little horror movie. It's it kind fun. of is. It was, it was, it was kind of, I wouldn't say scary, but intense. Yeah. And just kind of, just had a well, and- vibe. <laughs> Just putting yourself in their place, how scary would that be? Oh, yeah, because, you know? I mean, she's a slayer. I know. <laughs> this is your best friend, and you yeah. know this other thing is controlling her, you know, so you know she's just out of her mind. Right, and she can take a room full of vamps by herself. Yes, and <laughs> she, she has, like, you guys. super strength. I mean, you guys have no... <laughs> <laughs> you guys are screwed. You guys are screwed. <laughs> Um, Dawn bugged me in this one. She she just made it about her again. Yeah. And I know she's a teenager, but I don't know. Just her packing. I'm going to Janice's house because you don't want me around. It's like they actually want me there. I know. Like take her down the basement, buddy. But the little Buffy looking for Dawn and, I don't know, just when she's standing at the bottom of the stairs. So she's taken Willow down. And has she taken Xander down at this point? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then she walks to the bottom of the stairs and she goes, Dawn. I was just like, ooh, that's very, like, the shining. That's, you know. like, it's Jack Torrance. There is actually a shining reference in the... Oh, it's with Jonathan. It says Jonathan commented that because of being cooped up in their new lair and his lack of sleep, he was going Jack Torrance. That's a right. reference to the main character in the shade. <laughs> That's right. And I think a couple movie references. Did you get the Ocean's Eleven reference? I got the Ocean's Eleven <laughs> reference. <laughs> we need like eight other guys. <laughs> I told you we need eight more guys. <laughs> And then Warren talks about the Ken Russell. Ken Russell, yeah. The, Altered the, States. Yeah, and he did um, Tommy. Oh, it doesn't mention that here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Ken Russell directed Tommy. Huh. So, yeah, in Altered States. Yeah, they should have done two. I guess whoever writing this wick didn't know that one, because that makes more sense that it'd be a film festival. Yeah, he did Instead more. Just... I think he did the, uh, oh, the, the something in the lair, the devil in the lair, something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Really into him. He, I was married to someone who liked those movies a lot. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? 
I don't really have any other notes. Um, oh, my last note is, I guess the Slayer inner one out. Is that the idea that, like... Yeah, they, you know, when she makes her final decision, her mom says, you're stronger than that. You're very strong. So I don't remember her exact words, but it was telling her how strong she is and that she can do this. And she's like, you're right. Yeah. And that's when she seems to make the ultimate decision to be the slayer. And so, yeah, I think it's um, her, just her strength of character and stuff won out. Right. And she beat it without the antidote. Because she's a superhero. Yep. Superheroes have to do stuff like that. They're still going to give her the antidote, though, right? Yeah, and she said, she did. She's like, yeah. I'll be fine. I, I just need that antidote. <laughs> Make sure you get that, too. <laughs> Toot sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. The, the final scene between Joyce and Buffy was pretty sad. Watching. Because uh-huh. uh, you just know that that's probably happened to people oh, watching yourself in Joyce's place oh watching your own kid or awful. loved one struggle with that kind of mental illness and then just mm-hmm. watch him check out Ugh, that's just got to be and she like makes that decision and apologizes it's yeah so sweet it sad. is it is and I like that it was just her and Joyce Yes. Hank just wasn't in the room because we don't care about him and we don't like him. (laughs) Right. Right. But yeah, that was, I mean, I guess in a way it gives Buffy some closure with her mom. You know, like she did get to say goodbye to her, even though it wasn't real, but it seemed so real to her. Well, the first time she describes it to Willow, she's like, it wasn't like I was. I was. Right. So I think it was real enough that probably did. Yeah, it probably did make her just feel like she can. Just a little bit more at peace with. A little bit. Another little step. Towards, yeah, like dealing with her mom's death because, you know. And dealing with everything about season six. (laughs) (laughs) You know, gone on. Right. Right. Because, I mean, she chose the Slayer life. She could have just as easily have just been checked out, you know? I mean, if it really isn't that if you know, if reality really is Sunnydale, who knows what would have happened beyond that? You know, I don't know if the demon's power could have kept her... In that state. In that forever. state. Right. That... And we're not real sure what's going on with Buffy when she's at the asylum. Does she just like go catatonic? Or is she like talking? Like after this? Is it, is it just a split second? No. During the show, when she heads off to the asylum, the Buffy that's still in Sunnydale, what is going on there? Oh, oh, gotcha. Is she catatonic or is she doing stuff I think she's talking out loud because in that scene with her and Dawn yeah that's my argument that she might be that you know Dawn heard her say I don't have a sister yeah but Buffy in the hospital was saying that to her parents but you could also wonder if Dawn just 
put it all together and decided, but that's probably too much of a coincidence. No, because I think Don even said I heard you say it. Mm, okay. Yeah. So my hiccups are back. I, <laughs> I think. I think she was probably just mumbling and stuff. You know. I don't know. Yeah, that makes the most sense. Yeah. She didn't talk a ton when she was in the asylum. Not really. Mm-mm. So... So... About the Dawn thing, did anyone say... I didn't have time to rewatch it. Did anyone say that the mental institute was her ideal reality? No, Dawn said that. Okay. So I thought. That's that's when I started like uh, with Dawn cuz <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Ooh." I mean, I did too, but then I second guessed myself. I'm uh-uh. like, "Was there something at the beginning that said it was her ideal cuz no, there's no way that would be her ideal reality?" Buffy certainly wasn't coming back from those hallucinations and saying, oh, it's glorious. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's not like it was all she was home and all family dinners and it was just her and her dad and, you know, her mom. There were restraints on the bed. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so no, that was just Don jumping to it's all about me. Oh, it's ideal because I'm not there. (laughs) (laughs) So. Well, I, how well did I know my sister? And I said that you loved this episode and that you like the ambiguous ending as I do. (laughs) Yep. No, I was right. Yep. This just, I've always, I probably since you started watching the show, I've kind of been a little eager to hear you your thoughts on this one, because it just seemed a little suish. I thought you'd like it. I did. I liked it quite a bit. I like I like ideas like this, that people have a hard time distinguishing between reality and you know, like I remember when Jacob's Ladder came out, me and my friends went and saw it at the theater. Mm-hmm. We sat in our car for like probably an hour talking hmm. about it because it just messed with our heads so much. You know. Oh, they never mentioned that. They What's real? What happened? Was that all? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I really enjoy that kind of idea. They talk about some episodes this is similar to, and they don't mention Jacob's Ladder. Hmm. And they don't mention anything I've seen but a supernatural. It says, this episode is similar to the Star Trek Deep Space Nine episode, Far Beyond the Stars. The Charmed episode, Brain Drain. The Stargate Atlantis episode, The Real World. The Smallville episode, Labyrinth. And the Supernatural episode, What Is and What Should Never Be. Well, I'm zero for five. (laughs) I was one for five. (laughs) And there are similarities, yes, to the Supernatural one. Yeah, no, it's it's very interesting because I think it's a very, I think there are people who actually struggle with this kind of identity and it makes me really sad to think about. Yeah, no, you hear about it, you know, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And it is sad. It is. It's, it's really, 
it's a really sad one to me that I don't know, especially for for everyone involved. You know. Yeah. Like I said, you know, watching that final scene between Buffy and her mom when she just goes catatonic, it's like, oh, that, you know. Yeah. I just can't imagine. Especially when, you know, there's just, she's so young and you're like, there's just so much potential. And here she's just completely checked out. Catatonic is just really a bizarre. Yeah. It just really... It, it kind of haunts me. I, I don't know why. It's just always been one of those, when I first learned about it, like taking my first psych class, like in high school or something, when I first heard that that was a thing, it's just mm-hmm. always kind of like freaked me out that that mm-hmm. could actually happen to someone. <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh But no, I thought they did a good job with this. I thought Sarah Michelle Geller did a really good job acting. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, yeah, I liked it a lot. And that is interesting that it was Joss's assistant. <laughs> you do wonder what he, you know, if he gave pointers more than any another writer, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Probably. I mean, they probably had, like, you know, bull sessions, you know, <laughs> talking, talking it through. I don't know if he necessarily did a rewrite of it, but no. I bet you he put a lot of good ideas out there, or, you know. Mm-hmm. But Indeed. Yep. It was good. Makes me wonder. This season is just an interesting one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know there's some dud plots and stuff, but I... I just really enjoy it. <laughs> no, it just it just takes some odd, unexpected twists and turns. I just I like it. Good, I'm glad you like it. I do, I do. I like that it's like not just always fighting demons and stuff, it's like fighting inner demons and mm-hmm. you know. I don't know. And it is dark, and I know that that bothers some people, and and it the you know you look at the Buffy and Xander and Willow of season two and three, and it is different, but I am not afraid of it. I like exploring the deeper, I do too troubles and the deeper problems. And I I haven't yet gone back and watched like a an early season Buffy. Mm. But I, they're just such different people now. It'd be kind of jarring. I, I don't. I think I need to wait till I'm done. Yeah, and it really it feels a little hollow, and mm-hmm. so that's why it's weird to me the people that really prefer those because they just seem a little shallow. Yeah, it's fun. Sure, and that's fine. You know, I guess that is. It's fine to like that more. Yeah, I almost did because was it personally? I and it's not super shallow. There's no more shallow shows out there. Oh, there's a thousand more shallow shows out there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, when um, I think it was Val on our Yes Mother page didn't because we were talking about 
we think dad would like this show. And right. Yeah. She's like, what episodes do you think you would show him? And it, it just got me thinking, you know, someone mentioned Hush. I mentioned Halloween. And I was like, I want to go back and watch those. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is a very rewatchable, fun show. <laughs> yeah. But, but I don't know. I'm I'm in season six world. I I don't want to be like jolted out of. and No, I think you that's know what fair I mean? to just wait. Yeah. Finish up and then. Finish up and then go back. Do a fun little, you don't have to watch front to back again, but. Right. Catch some fun arcs and fun episodes you liked. Yeah. It's fun. So, all right. You want to know what's next? Yes. Okay, you will be watching Entropy. And Scene Red. How is scene spelled? Like, looking at. So, S-E-E-I-N-G? Yes. Scene Red. Hmm. When someone says they're seeing red, that's anger, isn't it? That's yeah. Morgan and in the episode Clear and Walking Dead, he's like, "I was seeing red, Rick." Yeah, that's a popular. Yeah. So, oh, it's Anya. Ooh. Vengeance demon. Yep, that's going to be an Anya the Vengeance Demon. She's angry. <laughs> <laughs> and then entropy, isn't that like when your muscles, like when you haven't used your muscles for a long time and they've kind that's of... That's atrophy. Oh. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> there goes all up. those theories. <laughs> It's a physics term, but I think, well, it it ties to its actual meaning. So, um, it says lack of order or predictability, gradual decline into disorder. Ooh, that's an interesting. Hmm. <laughs> and then it's a thermodynamic term about disorder. So. Okay, well, it's going to be... used in physics probably more than anywhere else, because it's not a word I'm familiar with except for this episode. Not that I'm the biggest wordsmith in the world, but... Right, it, yeah. I like to think most, many words that are used, I at least have an idea. Right. <laughs> and this one's not used much. I, I'm i guessing it's mostly used in physics, in physics, and I am not a physicist. Nope, never taken a physics class. <laughs> I have a brother-in-law who's a physics to, uh, professor. I bet he knows the term. <laughs> well, and I was really wrong on what that word means. <laughs> but you're right, it's atrophy, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is spelled, and you didn't even get to know, you know, you haven't seen it, so right. I understand. <laughs> Entropy, E-N-T-R-O-P-Y. Oh, that's how he spelled it when you said it. Interesting. Um, okay, well, it's about some sort of, like, chaos or disorder. <laughs> I predict. <laughs> Good guess. <laughs> disorder. Having to do with Anya vengeance Is that where uh, your mind's going? 
I guess it did for Scene Red. Yeah, Scene Red definitely seems like it would make sense to be a vengeful Anya. Maybe the okay, maybe the um, disorder has to do with the trio because they're a bunch of nerds, so they would use the word entropy. Because mm. <laughs> only nerds would use that word. Um. <laughs> Again, physics. <laughs> So maybe it's like the um, the disorder between the trio. Like this is the one that Jonathan breaks away and hmm. yeah, that's what I'm going with. Disorder among the trio. Very good. Yep. So we're going to do the angels and then this one? Yeah. Okay. And after we do the angels, we're going to be... Just finishing, Just finishing up Buffy. That's right. Okay. I can't believe we're this close to the end of season six. Yeah. Wow. All Fun. right. I am excited for you to finish it. Yeah. There. Val seems excited. You seem excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to watch them right away and have a angel moment where you're like, can we record this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. We're like, hey, I have, I have Thursday off, him. We can do it two days. <laughs> That's actually how I designed our podcast to be, that I'm like, if you need to call me, so... You know, that was part of my binge watching and making this fun for you. We'll just record when you need me to. <laughs> Your phone rings at one in the morning. Like, um, are you awake? <laughs> I just finished seeing Red. Can we record? <laughs> you laugh, but. <laughs> great. I'm kidding. Oh. I'm excited. So, yeah, I think I I might just watch these today because I like to punish myself. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, and we can record. I've got Tuesday off again of next week if you want to do another Tuesday. All right. Why not? Cool. So, all right. Well. If you want to send us feedback, it's yes or not. It's uh, Sue Watches Buffy at gmail.com. Right. There's Facebook pages, Sue Watches Buffy. That one's the one without Sue. Mm-hmm. And we've got Yes Mother, although that's a Bates Motel. That's the one we do speak Buffy over there, too. And that's the one where you can talk to Sue about it if you wish. Yep. We talk about all sorts of stuff. We do. Lots of Fear of the Walking Dead talk going on. Have you watched it yet? I sat down about 10 minutes and watched somewhere in the beginning or end, mm-hmm. just while it was on TV, but we had like little kids in the room and we're like, oh. just not into it. And <laughs> I was worried about scary things. Yeah. Well. So we just turned it off. I'm like, I'm sure I can find it online. Yeah. Yeah, try and watch it before we record again, and maybe we can talk a little bit about it. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm sure it's on Xfinity. I imagine it is. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, all right. Well, it was fun. Yep. Yep. That was fun. So, I will talk to you later. Okay. <laughs> all yeah. right. Bye. Bye. Talking to myself and feeling old Sometimes I would like to quit Nothing ever comes of it Hanging around Nothing to do but frown Rainy days and Mondays always get me Mondays always get me down